Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Oh, Arts Express is blowing its whistle at the 3CR station. Arts Express. Power to the people. So all aboard for a journey with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino into alternative theatre, cabaret, festivals, comedy and arts activism and plenty of great music, Trish. Oh yeah, that's the ticket. Well, good morning. You're with Valerie Fafala and Trish Posterino on Arts Express, 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am, digital podcast and streaming live from 3cr.org.au and available online later today. And our guests today are dancer-designer Justin Shoulder, who'll chat about the Victorian premiere of his stunning new solo show, Carrion, and then we'll feature award-winning cabaret artist Michaela Berger, creator of A Migrant's Son. But first of all, we'd like to welcome jazz musician Steve Sattergreen, who is performing also in the Melbourne International Jazz Festival, which runs from tomorrow until June 10. So welcome into the studio, um, obviously Michaela and... Steve Sattergreen, how are you? Good morning. Both? Good morning. Great Good morning. morning. Nice to see you. And nice. what an exciting time in Melbourne Jazz Festival. Thursday coming. morning. Oh. Where we <laughs> it all starts. It all starts this week. It's pretty. It's big. We're just coming out of one festival into the next one. It's it's a it's a great time for Melbourne. It's a great city. Yes, indeed. It certainly is. Look, um, Steve's one of Melbourne's jazz identities. Known as a leading pianist, a ranger of jazz projects, and as an educator, and he's just about to go off to teaching a bit later. Um, but he's got a, a real hands-on approach, uh, combining the relevant and necessary theory of music with the practicalities of performance. You combine them both, but you also have um, a bit of a, uh, a different take. You, you're a, more of a cooperative musician, aren't you? You, yeah. you don't just um, sit up there and be ego-focused. Well, I do have a good ego, but... That, 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 <laughs> it's a healthy much. one. It's a healthy one, but I need to just show it, I suppose. Um, mm. Really, it's... The music that I love, which, you know, I've got a father who's, who's played with all the greats. Um, Wonderful man. A, a very good man mm. uh, and a great mum as well yes. and a great family. But besides that, all the jazz family, uh, all the, the people that teach, we, we, we love our music. We're, we're passionate people. It's really the passion business. Mm. Uh, but where I come in is that I've been able to watch since a little boy. I can remember as a baby being under, under bassinets mm. to all these gigs. Is it gets back if the music's really really good and it doesn't have to be jazz. That's my mother tongue. Mm-hmm. It connects with people, takes people away from all their crap, and that's really what good music or good arts about. And hopefully, this festival we've got coming up for the jazz will entice different people to the fe- to, to, to jazz, and mm-hmm. um, they might come and see. Hey, you know, when I play with my brother, a lot, a lot of people go, "That's the sort of music I like." So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to make it popular or anything, but I'm trying to make it. Um, the whole thing about engaging, jazz, enga- mm. engaging, but also that it's for everyone. Mm. You, know, you were talking about before some scales. The most important scales, the chromatic scale, because all the notes work. When you have these notes working, those works. To me, that's not really what's about. So that's mm. that's me in a nutshell. Mm. And sometimes I don't even shine, you know. Like, uh, but I'm looking forward to this festival gig because there is a very good piano there. I've warned the guys. Uh, <laughs> I will let them know that uh, it's time. Don't blame your equipment. So uh, 
no, speak. No, don't never blame my equipment. <laughs> never, never blame my equipment. But just, just we can have a really good time yes. and make it a little bit more inviting and wonderful. And the, the spirit jazz, which is really about, it doesn't matter what your background is, as long as you can communicate and connect with people. That's really what's so about. true. Um, yes, just a bit of an example of your variety in experiences of jazz and and as you say, giving back. You were involved. I know. I know that you've um, you formed mistaken identity in '85, and you've led it through various incarnations. But also the deep listening trio. Um, yes. Deep listening is an Aboriginal concept that describes a deep contemplative process of listening to one another yes. in reciprocal relationships, um, and responding to the immediate environment. And that sort of meditative quality you also bring to jazz yes. because you're not just playing a certain style of jazz, are you? You actually. No. It, the improvisational quality means you're bringing all that to it and sure. opening up. Well, all my great teachers would never give me answers. You know, that's the whole thing. Even I wrote a book called Start Playing Jazz Piano. And I go, there's more questions than answers. Yeah. <laughs> and when I finally did this master I did at MIT, I was having a real hard time because I did a lot of research and go, no, that doesn't work for me, that doesn't work. So eventually I just thought, music's very old. It gets back to... Someone hitting some sticks, some bird noises. I was going to say, the birds started it. <laughs> the birds, it, you know? <laughs> noises and stuff like that. And so I was put with a whole Indigenous culture. And, and thanks to a lady called Dr. Laura Brearley, who I've said I'd give life for. Um, uh, she introduced me to these great people. We went, went to Canada. We've met lots of uh, Indigenous people from different um, different connections. And I saw a connection between jazz. Yeah. So mm. when I'm playing, it's not that I prepare. I prepare in a way that everything's fixed, but when I get to the moment, you've got to say what needs to be said and you've got to be in tune. I don't think sometimes we teach people how not to be in tune, and I think mm. this indigenous thing of deep listening that I've been. I went way. to see Garamal last yes. night, and everything you're saying is resonating because that's exactly what it was about nature and totally listening yes. to nature and then um, interpreting it in your own, you know, your own art form. Well, I get up most mornings. I didn't get this morning, up this morning because I'm not 100% today, but uh, I, get, I get to hear the go to the Fitzroy Gardens. I hear the bird sounds, mm. then I hear the metallic sounds, mm. and now I'm back ready for life. So, yes. So when I play, even when I do this gig at the next week, next Wednesday for the Jazz Festival, um, when I make that moment decision, the way I'm looking for an answer, even those answers, that's to do with what's in the room. The audience play a big part for me. So yes. uh, if it's a small audience, that doesn't matter. If it's a big audience, I work off that. And so... Not that I'll ever have an answer because none of my teachers said well, give me answers, but I would just try and look for a way. How can I share what I'm really on about, ladies, yeah. mm-hmm. without trying to be a wanker? Sorry to be mm-hmm. thing there, and that's the best mm-hmm. way for me. And really, that's what the concert was just the other other night that I did for the Stonington. And that's I was what just concert, about to talk the, about that. The concerts I will do is also about that, and good musicians have a way of connecting that way. Yeah. Um, so it gets away from preparing lines to. Let the lines be what they are. Um, so you, need, you, need, you, need to, you need to over-prepare to get to that stage. It's like a sports and practising um, a set routine. But when you get to the game, you've got to do what's there. Otherwise, it won't be a great product. And that's what we're trying to do with the music, make it a really good product. That's right. Now, I just want to take something from a wonderful performance. You've got a great review. I'll talk about that at the Stonington Festival, your version of Duke Ellington's Far East Suite. And I just want to play a sample of that to our listeners, which is talking about birds and things. This is called Bluebird of Delhi. That's beautiful. Thank you. 
So that's just a bit of sample. Yeah, that was from lovely. Beautiful Duke Ellington's Far East Suite, which was sensational at the time. And of course, um, you got a terrific review um, from Jess, Jessica Nicholas, uh, and uh, she was just saying um, that you'd reimagined it. And you, Steve Settergreen's version retains the integrity and in ingenuity of Ellington's compositions, but adds new elements that take the melding of musical traditions to another level. The brass reeds and rhythm section were augmented by a kora, a shamisen, a tanpura and a didgeridoo. And um, as we know, the Bluebird of Delhi segued into a traditional Indian rag with Parvan Singh's voice so that, and, and using rhythmic percussion. So you really did extend that beautifully. Yeah. I would love to hear. I'm so sorry I missed it. Will you put one on for us? Yeah, well, it looks <laughs> just like for us. Well, show well, me too, please. Sort of sort of thing. I think I will do it later in the year if I get a chance. It killed me because it took six months of work, man. Yeah, no, it's no, all no, yeah. No, because I had to really, if you're going to do something like that, you have to get into real deeply. And you can get the notator school, but the notator school is not enough. Mm. Uh, they had a language that was different from notator school, so it's a little bit deeper and so I had to really really work hard but then I picked the musicians thing I used a community band called the Bendells big band so it was two big bands and five international guests representing Whoa. the country it was really cool it asked my wife I drove her nuts so <laughs> I was hopeless right, yeah, right. Yeah. But it, it was, was a, a real, marathon it was a marathon but you know I don't do things in halves no, and, um, no. I loved I loved every moment of it and um, yes I think I would have to ladies do it again because uh, it was such a special please concert. do the, 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 the experience was something that was that's what I try and do. I try and create experience without mm. trying to uh, blow my trumpet and mm. make it special. People can really mm. enjoy music because we love music and that's what's really about to that's me. That's right. So that's what uh, Nicholas said. She said, um, Cedigreen's focus had always been on collective endeavour rather than individual showmanship. He rarely took the spotlight for himself, but his beaming demeanour throughout the finale, a semi-improvised number with the full ensemble, emphasised his passion for jazz as an art form that unites, engages and entertains just as it did in Ellington's day. Awesome. And isn't that wonderful? Because you're passing those wonderful elements of jazz onto everybody. And unlike a, f- a few um, elitist jazzmos who tend to play for themselves and each other, which sometimes can be a bit boring yes, for the audience. So you don't do that. No, uh, mm. no. I don't, and look, we're all different, but um, I think if you really, really understand something, you, you've, got, you've got to share it in a, in a way and not... It's very easy now to reproduce things, or it has been for a while. You've got to make it your own, and mm. you've got to be comfortable with your own skin. That's basically it. You know, if you're a bit daggy like me and stuff, <laughs> and I really love the piano. I've, I've, the reason I play the piano is a lot of people think because my dad played the piano, but I, 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 there was a girl, I think it was probably even Rebecca Barner, we can't remember, it was about four or five, it was in Kew somewhere playing piano, and I said to mum, dad, we'll learn the piano, and then went to my first piano lesson in Kew of a blind, uh, blind lady and her, her daughter. <gasps> oh, and wow. Was, and, you have to, you know, we're two C's in front of two black notes, and I hit the top note, and it was a C. I was in, and then F, yes. and then yes. started ringing, and I fell in love with the piano very, very quickly. And like kids with digital things, that was my, that was my love. Yeah, I was very good uh, with other things, but piano was my thing. And just saw, and never, I never did music at school. I just sort of played. Next thing I'm at the VCA, and next thing. You're now the big. You're thing. on a journey. On a journey, mm. and it's been a long journey. You can't do this stuff quickly. It takes no. it takes time. Yep. And hopefully, uh, the rewards I got just recently, and the rewards I'll get on Wednesday night, or the rewards when I play in the future, are from all those things I've shared. And it's not just about me; it's about the musicians I work. With. They really are the they're the champs for me. They they're all well, different and beautiful. Yeah. Well, that that brings us to the Melbourne Jazz Festival yes. that's coming up, and, no, and amazing. Um, it's on until. June the 10th, it starts yep. tomorrow, yes. um, returning for its 21st year, the Melbourne International Jazz Festival. Um, it's wonderful. 
jazz for 10 days with over 100 events that feature nearly 400 Australian international and emerging artists, emerging artists too. Mm. There's so many, that's terrific talent involved. And your show, Steve, yours is on at um, the Jazz Lab on Wednesday, the, yes. June the 6th at 9 for 9.30, yes. as you said. And um, it's the Points in Time group. The Points in Time group, which has got some, um, it's got a beautiful young vocalist around town called Amelia Evans. Yeah. It's also got... Um, my uh, fellow colleague Dave Palmer, who did a lot of the arranging for me. Yeah. Uh, my brother Mel Settergrange, oh, well, yeah. Another young young guy, the guy based and my old foe and friend uh, Andrew Swan on drums, who yes. who is we we grew up together, so we're all Glen Waverley boys. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it'll be a bit of fun up yes. there, right? The neighbourhood nonsense. Neighbourhood, you know. Well, we've, we've been through a lot together. Um, yeah, yeah. Both our dads are obviously mu- musicians. Yeah. And there's a connection. Mostly, most of the guys, there's some connection with music. Mm-hmm. But the thing about our thing, there's a lot of inter- what's great about Melbourne Festival. There's a lot of international acts that we don't get a chance yeah. to see. Yeah, um, they'll be there. Um, it's just everything's really, really good. Oh, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful Mulligatawny. That's yeah, right. We've got really really cool. So next Wednesday's the night they come at nine thirty. Yeah. Beautiful. And Jazz Just, Lab says such jazz a great thing. You'll see me do my thing with with these amazing musicians. Beautiful. That's really that's, that's fabulous. And um, some of the other musicians at the Melbourne International Jazz Festival, uh, the international artists include funk legend Amasio Parker from the US, paying yes. tribute to Ray Charles, Jazz Blue Chantus, Madeleine Peru, um, Sun Ra, Orchestra, there's uh, Francesco Caviso from Italy, and of course many outstanding Australian artists, uh, Paul Grabowski of James Morrison, Harry James Angus, oh, um, some wonderful women too, of course, um, uh, as we said before, there's yep. there's Julie, who you've been playing with too. Yes. Um, and um, let's see, who else have we got? Fem Belly. Yeah. Chelsea are. Wilson. Yeah, it's a, yeah. A, a, um, an amazing list, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it should be. No, a great well, thank list. you, Steve. Thank this you so much for having me. Oh no, Thanks it's a pleasure. Much so in. much, um, and very mm-hmm. very good luck with the the show and with the whole. Because I know, as you said, your community. And if um, Melbourne International um, Jazz Festival is a success, you guys are in Vicky Verky. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. And it's been going for a while. It's gone through different stages. But yeah. I think found, everyone's starting to get their own little space now. Beautiful. And so, hopefully thanks very just much. Really, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank right. you. We'll see you again. Thank yeah. you very much. Bye All the very best. Michaela Berger. Good Welcome, morning. Welcome, Michaela. Thank you. Welcome to me. Thank you. <laughs> now, my little is Yasu. And Yasu. Yasu. Uh, yes, please tell us about your wonderful show that's happening at the Butterfly Club. Now, you've already kicked off, is that right? Yeah, um, I kicked off on Monday night. Yes. And these are, it's a preview season. Yes. Because I'm doing the show as a world premiere at the Adelaide Cabaret Festival in How June. exciting. Yeah, it's it's just sold out last night, the three shows in Adelaide. Oh, my goodness. See, that's a yeah. Trish applause. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um it's very exciting. I've um never done something like this before insofar as I've never brought the two worlds of cabaret and songwriting together. Mm. I've done cabaret, I've done a lot of cabaret and I've done a lot of songwriting released a CD and stuff like that, but I never had the guts to mm. bring both worlds together. So this has been a massive adventure for me, actually. A real, a lot, big learning curve and big journey for me. So it's the name a, of the show? A Migrant Son. Mm, a Migrant Son. Yeah, so um, tell us something about it. So the Migrant Son is my dad, yes. Luke Lucas, his name is. <laughs> yeah. And um, he, 
since I was very small, I actually start off the show quickly flashing back to when I was 12, having my first confirmation at Loretto College. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to choose the name of a saint. And I was like, oh, gosh, I don't they don't inspire me. Mm. And then I thought, I know someone who really inspires me, my dad. Yes. Oh. So I, I said, can I be, can my name be Luke? And oh. they're like, no. The you nun, were the nuns were like, no way. So, <laughs> so I got to take the name Lucy, right? Oh. So that was okay. Um, but I sort of started that flashback and then I say, well, you know, if we're going to go back to the story, I have to start right back at the beginning. And then I go right to the beginning when my grandma was 14, migrating from Chios, the island in Greece, arriving in this country. She hadn't seen her dad for 12 years. So he left when she was two. They didn't know where he was. He jumped. He was at war and ran ran away from the war, jumped on a ship as a stowaway and ended up in Adelaide. Oh, what a story. Yeah. So, um, and the, the family thought he was dead and then he started sending books home with inside pages removed stuff with cash and it was just addressed from Australia. Mm. So um, that's how the story begins and because what I realised... I've got goosebumps, I'm sorry. What what I realised when I started writing the show is that all of Dad's qualities that I'd just go, how are you like that? I realised it's from all these generations before him. So my great-grandfather who had the guts to kind of go, I can't stay here anymore, I have to do something different for my family... That's even my dad now. He was like that when we were children. He was, I mean, he's still, he's 74 and he's still working, I say, the Greek version of 9 to 5, 3.30 a.m. till midnight. (laughs) But he's still, you know, and it's all for his family. Like Mm. there's nothing for himself. It's all for his family. Mm. So I I had to write a show about him. (laughs) It's just wonderful. Um, And you... um, also, uh, it features modern arrangements of traditional instruments, including the mm. bazooki and mm. wood by Melbourne's Dave Higgins. Dave now, Higgins. You actually got a t- great reputation as a great singer. <laughs> and Michaela, it so, um, must make you feel, you know, very passionate, these sort of this wonderful, colourful father who, as you said, defied all odds he and did, rose yeah. above his circumstances. And down the opal mines yep. and opening wow. a chain of discount supermarkets. I mean, what a, an entrepreneur as well. Yeah. Could you um, give us a sample of one of your lovely songs? Sure. Because I know you write them all yourself. Yeah, so I thought I would um, actually give you an example of the song mm-hmm. that I wrote, the first song in the show, which is my grandma on a ship looking out to this shoreline of Australia oh. going, wow, oh. what is this going to be like? Um, and I'll actually introduce it a bit with... You know, let's start at the beginning, shall I? Definitely. (laughs) See if my little thing works. So the year is 1936 and a 14-year-old girl, Marika Platis, my grandma, with her mum and brother and sister, are finishing their journey across the ocean. They'd been on the ship for 36 days, heading towards what had been promised to be a new and better life. What if the sun is facing the other way And I can't tell night from day What if kangaroos jump through the streets And Australian girls don't want to play What if they have no vine leaves And baklava is unknown What if There's no olive trees in this country that's so far from home. I think if I close my eyes real tight, 
I can see the stars in Greece's night sky and feel the breeze from the ocean waves as we bathe once a day. How I miss it all our Greek ways. What if the only thing that I ever think of is going back? And this funny language, the English, all I can say is meh. Then I somehow land with my feet facing the wrong way. And this Greek girl's not one an Australian boy wants these days. Oh, I, look, I, I feel so it's a beautiful. sin to stop, but that is so beautiful. What a beautiful, beautiful taster to the, to the smorgasbord we're <laughs> oh, going to see with the migrant very sun. Very grateful. It's so lovely to Thank have you. Thank you so much. Thank you Yeah, that's beautiful. Me. Unfortunately, we have another guest. Otherwise, I, I think we could go on and on. Well, that was wonderful. It. But a migrant sun, mm. the 28th of May to the 2nd of June, 8.30, yep. at the Butterfly Club, Five Carson Place, please. Yeah. Oh, that is so. Thank you so Can much, Can I quickly Michaela. offer your listeners a promo yes, code? Yes, yes. If you type in the name Burger, which is my last name, B U R G E R, you get a big discount on the tickets Wonderful. for the rest of the week. Thank you, okay, thank, thank you, you so Michaela much, Burger. Yes, yeah. award-winning cabaret artist. I know she's she's won some terrific awards. I think. Um, and nominated for Helpman Academy Award for Best Cabaret Performer in 2016. You've you've done lots of wonderful things. Thank and, you. And, and um, Michaela, let us know when your next show is coming up. Absolutely. Your voice is magnificent. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you so, so much. much. Lovely. Thank you. Yes. And look, we, we are going to have Justin Shoulder on next week for his wonderful show, Carrion, because we haven't had much time. No, to give it's, him, no know. it's been wonderful speaking to Steve and Michaela and we cut short, but look, that's radio and that's live radio. But um, uh, Justin's um, shoulders... Um, performance Carrion it has a season from the 27th to the 30th of June so what we'll do is um, next week we'll have him on the show and go into it a little bit more um, talking about his show at the Arts House in in North Melbourne so that'll be good so we look forward to that Justin yeah that's for sure his uh, show Carrion is going to be about what does it mean to be human in a period when destruction on the planet is rapidly redefining the laws of nature? So it sounds fascinating. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's co- beautiful choreography. Yes. A wonderful dance melding flesh costume and a robo primordial yeah. aesthetic, which That'll sounds be wonderful. Exciting. But yeah. all of the uh, Melbourne International Jazz Festival is, is going to be fantastic and we're going to a show on Monday, aren't yeah, we, Trish? Yeah, indeed and look, really looking forward to it um, there's some really sensational um, performances all around um, Melbourne including a lot of free stuff so just go to the Melbourne Jazz um, Festival website and you'll see um, you know some stuff out there, um, you know, spoil yourself. Oh look, I can mention a few of the free mm. events um, sound walks through the city Free lunchtime concerts at St James and the long-running artist workshops and Close Encounter series. That's expanded to include career development workshops. Oh, wow. Led by industry experts. That's including Chelsea Wilson, Brunswick Music Festival and Stonington. Um, Femme Belling, the Public Opinion Afro Orchestra. Marcus Strickland, Christian McBride's New John Twilight and many others. But also, Trish, there's some family-friendly events. 
including La La's Big Jazz Adventure. <laughs> Sounds magic. And the Melbourne Mass Gospel Choir. Oh, yeah. Southern Cross I tell Lane. you, when they say you wouldn't be dead for quids. Well, you wouldn't be dead for quids in Melbourne, guys. This is going to be such an opportunity. So we're right behind the Melbourne Jazz Festival and all the wonderful stuff Michael Tortini does. So, um, yes, indeed, we're looking forward to it. And um, I also just want to thank um, our guests today. Um, we had the award-winning cabaret artist Michaela Berger, creator of A Migrant Son and a wonderful singer, and also that fantastic and cooperative jazz musician Steve Sedigreen. Yes. Who's performing in the Melbourne International Jazz Festival next Wednesday. Yeah. And he'll be at the um, the Jazz Lab. Yeah. 9.30. Fabulous. Yes, Don't indeed. So um, with that in mind, um, we'll, we'll chat next week with um, Justin Shoulder. So for the week, enjoy the arts of Melbourne.